Good morning, St. Paul. This is Wesley Wright, your Umbuji Foodie. Thank you so much for joining me, as always, on a sun on a Saturday. Sorry, Sunday. Not there yet. <laughs> Not there yet. Not trying to rest of the weekend at all. I hope everyone has had a great week so far. And you know what my show to, show is about. It's about food. And so please stick around with me for the next hour while we talk about a few subjects and really this week is going to be more so about i'm just going to talk about a number of recipes actually just doing a little bit of research and uh, seeing a few different types of recipes that are currently out um you know it's almost like seasonal but you know still you know the different vegetables that are available um we are in the month of well in the middle of the month of march right now but uh just think next mm, i'll say next month about this time we will be going into farmer's market time frame so i'm really excited about that i i seem to have some type of enjoyment when it comes to farmer's markets um more than a number of my friends sometimes but that's okay because i go there and find interesting things to to cook (laughs) if you would or just ingredients um ingredients to that will give us an opportunity to you know brighten up your foodie day if you would anyway uh just want to get started with um Again, a few recipes that I know that I've been uh, researching on and looking at. Uh, And that one, you know, and actually even before I start that, I have a I have a question for you all. So and we know we always talk about food and so forth. But how many how many vegetables or how much vegetables and fruits are you getting on a daily basis? Uh, I mean, that's important because, you know, even though we're always talking about food, whether it be going out to a restaurant or, you know, cooking at home, still, um, there's the importance for us to think about living healthier and creating things, creating dishes, if you would, <laughs> creating dishes, if you would, uh, that, you know, send us on that healthy path. Um, and there was an article in the Twin Cities, um, uh, the Pioneers Press, as a matter of fact, that was talking about, you know, for a longer life. And this seems like, oh, I've heard this before. We always hear this from our parents, from doctors and so forth. But it really is true. You know, for a longer life, you know, you have to eat way more vegetables. And you know, this particular article, again, I'll get into those recipes in just a moment. But the particular article was saying that you really have to eat. Uh, much more than you <laughs> you know five you know servings of you know fruits and vegetables and so forth well without going too much into a whole lot of detail um i will give you just a basic overview of that which you know talks about fruits and vegetables have been known to reduce cholesterol le- levels uh, blood pressure and also boost your health immune uh, immune uh, your immunity Excuse me. Um, the the different types of vegetables that we intake, if you would, um, it reduces. It helps with antioxidants. 
um, any type of DNA damage. It reduces any uh, of that, as well as any uh, reduction in cancer risks. And we know we talk so much about the different types that help in these areas, but just to name a few, apples, pears, you know, citrus fruits, um, they're more, they're a lot more helpful when it comes down to getting rid of antioxidants or uh, ridding your body of antioxidants. Um, we know about uh, green leafy vegetables, broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, so on and so forth. Those are even better um, for what <laughs> for what we're <laughs> what we're referring to, but specifically uh, the you know green beans, spinach, carrots, peppers. They're ones that uh, offer a. a a greater opportunity for us to, uh, you know, get in fibrous, um, uh, fibrous intake. Um, you know, the article goes on to say that consuming 200 grams of produce on a daily basis, um, it still helps with a reduction in heart disease as well as stroke, cancer, and cardiovascular disease. So, you know, I, again, I know that on this particular show, we talk so much about food and the different types of uh, places uh, and foods in general, but it's always important for us to take our own responsibility when it comes down to eating a healthier life. So definitely eating much more fruits and vegetables Um that article, by the way, was from Thursday. Uh, and again, it was in the Pioneer Press um, under the health section. So if you're interested, you know, I'm quite sure you can find that online. But um, so definitely thanks to the uh, Pioneer Press for uh, publishing that. Um, again, eating your, eating your fruits and vegetables. You know, they have here 10 daily servings. That's twice as much as what, you know, we've heard because in the past it was five five servings yeah they're saying 10 <laughs> so again eating a lot more of your veggies you know i myself i like uh brussels sprouts <laughs> but see that's everybody knows that i think by now <laughs> definitely by now okay so one of the first recipes I want to talk about, and again, we're just going to kind of um, kind of go down the a list. Today is a recipe day, and it's going to be an interesting few weeks uh, or a couple of months coming up because um, recipe, keep in mind the type of what recipes or just recipes in general for the next few months because... Um, you know, later on in the month of April, you know, around farmers markets, I'm actually going to have or encourage you as listeners to the Unbougie Foodie to participate in a kind of a contest, uh, especially geared around going to your local farmers market and cooking at home. Um, I will be actually sharing recipes that I, you know, either find or come up with. Uh, when I go to the farmer's market and I would like you all to do the same thing. So you know, I, I would hope that you would want to get out there in those farmer's markets because 
yeah, there's just something about going to a farmer's market and getting fresh fruits and vegetables, vegetables specifically for me. Um, I like fruits too, but I'm just saying that, you know, around the time when farmer's markets really start, there are vegetables galore. And I like color. Um, aside from being a, a person that loves to talk about food, I like to take photography or do photography, I should say. Um, and going to the farmer's market gives me an opportunity to just showcase all the different types of colors and textures that are out there. So the contest itself is not about photography. It really is about recipes, recipes, going to the farmer's market, basically showing what <laughs> what you were able to. I don't want to call it a haul <laughs> that you get at the farmer's market, but you know, for myself, I think of it as, gosh, these, this was a, this was a great, it was a haul. <laughs> it was a haul. It was, it was a great, you know, I don't know. <laughs> what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's not, it's not a present. Cause you know, I'm excited about that but too. I think everybody is, but this is just, it was, it's just a great, uh, yeah, we're just going to go with haul. H-A-U-L, by the way, <laughs> uh, meaning that, you know, you get a whole lot of stuff, basically. Uh, and in this case, things from the farmer's markets and for very inexpensive. So it's not like you have to worry about. Um, it's not like you have to worry about, you know, spending a whole lot of money. Literally, you could go to the farmer's market and with twenty dollars. And maybe less, depending upon what you plan to do. Because remember, farmer's market is really, uh, we have a farmer's market around the cities almost every single day. Um, however, for the one that I'm referring to, um, specifically because it's close to you know where I am or where the radio station is, is the St. Paul Farmer's Market. Uh, and that's over there by CHS Field. I mean, literally, you could take the green line and go all the way as though you were going to Union Depot and just walk maybe like another 100 feet or so, maybe 200 feet, um, and end up at the farmer's market. And the plethora of different fruits and vegetables and crafts and uh, artisan uh, type of meats, uh, cheeses, oh my gosh, cheeses. Um, you know, there is always uh, poultry, dairy products, cheese, eggs. Um, I haven't seen butter, but, you know, poultry products to meats. Um, so, you know, your beef and pork, just all. Um, so you can go there with $20 or less and get a really make a really nice meal. Amazing meal, as a matter of fact. Uh, and that's. You know, for a family, not just that's not just like a single individual. So, uh, yeah, again, keep that in mind. I'm jumping around a little bit because uh, I was thinking about this on the way here to the station. So just in case I, I want to make sure I get that out, because that will be something that I will should be showcasing. And that comes along with it's not just yes, it's it's getting, you know, community involved and wanting them to get out to farmers market, not only locally, uh, I mean, not just specifically to St. Paul, but in your local area, because even along, as I mentioned, the green line, um, you could 
see a farmer's market along a university, especially, mm, I think that's, is it Dale? It's Dale. Um, there is a kind of among community farmer's market that are selling Asian cuisine or Asian vegetables and, uh, you know, all different types of vegetables. Not, I shouldn't just call it just Asian vegetables, but some specifically like Thai eggplant. Um, that's not often seen in your standard grocery store. It's in the, your Asian markets or at least at the Asian uh, farmers markets. So I mentioned again, mention all of that because it is something that I'm encouraging you to get involved in. Um, but it will be really a contest. That contest is then going to invite you whoever is actually chosen um, you know, with more details on what actually is going to be involved. But that's going to give you an opportunity to have a sit down, have a dinner or lunch with myself and maybe a few other friends uh, of the Unbougie Foodie and share what you've made. Uh, and then we will be able to share, you know, a meal with you <laughs> as the winner or winners because there'll be different uh, categories and so forth so again start thinking about the different types of recipes that uh, you would like to come up with or that you think you could come up with based on uh, you know the items that you pick up at the farmer's market keep in mind that you know the farmer's market it's you could kind of get in. I know I could kind of get in trouble because I'll start picking up things and wanting to do a whole lot, a whole lot. OK, so enough about that. Um, I will say that if you want to find out more about that, I will definitely have more information on the my Facebook page for the Unbougie Foodie. Uh, but again, you could also reach out uh, to any of uh, to me at any of the social uh, media outlets that I that you know is out there. Uh, Instagram, which is uh, the underscore unbougie foodie. There is uh, Twitter, which is at unbougie foodie. And then finally, if you'd like to again give a suggestion. Um, you could do that on Facebook, too. But if you'd like to give a suggestion or maybe share a recipe or whatnot, uh, feel free to leave that uh, in an email or send that in an email. And I'll make sure to give you a shout out on the air so that you're sharing it with others. Possibly, if you'd like. Um, and yeah, uh, that is at the unbougie foodie at gmail dot com. So again, the unbougie foodie at gmail.com let's get into a recipe recipe time so okay this first one it's a salad so you know can you see that transition of talking about vegetables and so on and how we need to eat more fruits and vegetables yeah i have to start off with a salad <laughs> i really do um and this is one of the i like I enjoy having um, cabbage, uh, red cabbage specifically. Uh, I find ways to, I guess, if you would uh, chop it or shave it. I like my cabbage, the cabbage shaved, not so much to the level of coleslaw, but um, it's cut very thin or chopped or whatnot. But this is called a winter chop, chop salad. Uh, so, 
and again this is found you know these are again recipes that uh, I was just researching and trying to find information on uh, what to share um, with the community but you know I thought this one was interesting because you know it's things that you know you consider go into your local grocery store and not have to worry about seriously uh, asking a whole lot about where's this item where's that item um, you could find this stuff um, quite easily. Anyway, um, again, the winter chop salad it makes about four to six servings. Uh, this was once again from out of the Star Tribune. Well, this is from out of the Star Tribune. Yeah, can you tell I do my research through throughout the week? So yeah. Um, oh wow, I just saw something on there. Anyway, the winter chop salad three. It starts with three to four carrots, scrubbed and diced. I like to, I hope everybody likes to clean their, their, their carrots and not just, you know, I, I mean, aside from definitely peeling them or, or whatnot, but, you know, always have to wash those root vegetables. So please make sure you're scrubbing those and then you want to dice them. Next is two cups of chopped red cabbage. Yes. Uh, and then one cup of chopped, um, radishes, um, and they're saying watermelon radishes. Now, and that's interesting to, to me because I thought there was really only one type of radish. So I will would like to find out a little bit more information on that. But um, you can use a, a standard radish, you know, small and come in uh, small bundles. Normally about what five or six uh, radishes. Um, it tastes so good with a, with a taco. <laughs> um, the next is a half a cup of sweet onions chopped. So Vidalia's is really good. Yellow onions. Yeah. Sweet, sweet onion. Uh, and then a honey mustard, uh, a honey mustard vinaigrette or chili, chili lime vinaigrette. And there are recipes that are available for those as well. So we could talk about that. I'll mention those in just a moment. Um, if you'd like to use that, or you could use um, a you know a, another light rest, a light. Um, uh, oh my goodness, a light uh, drizzle, uh, vin, you know, vinaigrette or simple vinaigrette um, of your own. Uh, but the last ingredients, if you would, is a salt and freshly ground pepper, and you're going to do that to taste. Um, and again, that's to taste. <laughs> that. You know, I remember someone had a conversation about that, about taste, because someone's taste may be different than others. So, you know, do it for what you know, how your family or how you personally like the taste and not, oh, this, we can't put too much. You, I need a specific type of measurement for the salt and for the pepper. Do it to taste. If you like a more <laughs> fresh ground pepper than, uh, you know, than salt or a little bit more of that savory flavor, you know, do the reverse, you know, a little bit more salt, a little le uh, less black pepper, or, you know, uh, even mixture of both. But again, leave it up to your taste. So the directions on that is in a large bowl, you want to toss together the carrots, the uh, cabbage, the radishes, and then the onions. And then you want to toss about um, one half to three quarters cup of the vinaigrette so that you're able to coat um, the vegetables. And again, 
season to taste with uh, the salt and pepper and the vinaigrettes uh, they're they're actually very simple um yeah it doesn't have to be difficult at all so keep in mind that you could use vinaigrettes for a, a well definitely for salads uh, i've seen some friends or heard some friends use um a vinaigrette they add a little bit more uh spices um and maybe some a bit more tanginess and mustard as a uh, oh my goodness my words are escaping me this morning uh, as uh, a marinade for uh, their chick for a chicken or for uh, some type of beef that they're doing more so for chicken um, but here is a honey one of the uh, the vinaigrettes that we were talking about the honey mustard vinaigrette um, this one um, you, it will be one quarter cup white wine vinegar uh, two tablespoons, uh, two, excuse me, two teaspoons, no, tablespoons. Um, TBSP is tablespoons. Sometimes you will see that as a capital T. Yeah, I just happened to look down and I missed that B in the middle. It's tablespoons, two tablespoons of chopped shallots, two tablespoons of coarse Dijon mustard, one quarter cup of honey, two thirds cup of walnuts, uh, or you know vegetable oil I'd say vegetable oil and then you know that la famous last phrase of salt and freshly ground pepper to taste so you're going to put the, all of those ingredients in a blender the uh, vinaigrette the shallots mustard and then honey um, all that goes into a blender and then you're going to process that uh, until the shallots are finely chopped um, then you're going to slowly add in the oil um, in a steady stream and then just season to taste and there you have the honey mustard vinaigrette the next one is the uh, chili lime vinaigrette chili lime vinaigrette again these are very simple vinaigrettes that um, well, you could grab any of these ingredients and make this at home and then you could save it so those of you that like to either do canning uh, or you just have your own small little vinaigrette bottle that probably gotten from Bed Bath and Beyond <laughs> or, or Ikea or something. Um, yeah, um, save, make some and or make if you would an amount um, and then save the rest of it. Uh, for the lime, chili lime vinaigrette, Again, very simple. I'm looking at the ingredients again, and it's like I could do something like this at home right now. Uh, so it is a half a cup of vegetable oil, a quarter cup of fresh lime juice, two tablespoons of uh, honey or agave syrup. Um, a lot of times, you know, sometimes vinaigrettes can be either overly sweet. Uh, and so for a healthier option, you know, you can definitely use agave syrup. Um, agave is you know, from the agave plant. It's just uh, concentrated down and uh, makes it it's still a sweet uh, or adds that a sweetness to, in this case, to your vinaigrette. It could be used in so many other different things. People use it in tea, coffee. Um, here we're talking about the vinaigrette. So again, either honey or tea. 
and that's the same amount so two, two tablespoons for that honey um, or the agave syrup and the agave can a syrup can be found in your local grocery store so never have to worry about oh well i've got to go to a specialty store nope don't worry about that <laughs> not to worry next is the two is two garlic cloves chopped and i hope everybody knows how to get uh you know their garlic cloves and chop them and use the flat portion of their knife hope you're doing that safely we're always talking about safety here on, on bougie foodie or, or food but then you know people are using their knife skills want them to be safe need them to be able to taste their food and enjoy it and not have to worry about i've got a good emergency sorry <laughs> so okay um the next ingredient is a half a teaspoon the little tea people little tea little tsp teaspoon a uh, half a teaspoon of crushed red pe um, pepper flakes um and our famous phrase of the day or more to taste so if you'd like a little bit more heat um you could add you know a bit more than the half <laughs> teaspoon um, of red pepper flakes but again, do it to taste. Uh, next is a quarter cup, excuse me, a quarter teaspoon of cumin. Um, love the smell of cumin, um, especially when we're doing salsa. And then lastly is the salt and pepper to taste. Yes, that's that's the phrase of the day. Salt and pepper to taste. Let's <laughs> remember that. Uh, so this one this one you don't even need to um, put it in a blender uh, you could put it in a jazz a glass jar uh, with a lid and you could shake the oil the lime juice and the agave the garlic the red pepper flakes and the cumin and just again shake that that uh, that uh, that jar uh, or whatever container that you are actually using to mix this in again no need for uh, a blender so you can definitely see how simple this is as long as you have and that's a that really is a a simple uh vinaigrette um one that you probably have a number of these items right now in your in your pantry in your cupboard um not even have to go to the grocery store really to go get any of them um but again shaking that uh and just make sure that it's fully incorporated and then <laughs> the what's the phrase of the day people <laughs> Or the phrase of the hour. Um, season with salt and pepper to taste. In both of those instances, you are going to get literally a cup of vinaigrette. And you don't need a lot. I mean, they refer to that as being a, a generous portion. Um, you know, in both of those instances of uh, making that vinaigrette. Um, you know, with the chili lime, um, they're... We know that we've added those red pepper flakes, so it describes it as being a tangy and hot vinaigrette. It's delicious on chicken um, as well as on shrimp. Um, they also have another dish that they've mentioned that it goes very well with, which is over uh, black beans and rice. I haven't tried that. I haven't tried that. The grilled chicken and the shrimp, yes. Um, that vinaigrette um, goes very, very well with. Um, so, yeah. Um, I'll make these available on the Umbuji Foodie page, and you know, again, if you would, even if you 
take a recipe and make it your own uh put your own spin on it put your own spin on it and you'll want to share or talk about it feel free to do so you could always leave it um on the umbuji foodie page and you know we'll, we're more than happy to you know to share that with any uh that are listening <laughs> the, you know if i appreciate everyone that is listening all of my listeners from my family in los angeles uh but also uh locally thank you all so much for tuning in to weqi 104.7 uh the voice of the east side you know i'm here every saturday at 10 a.m uh giving you know different food options whether it be restaurants uh or recipes like we're doing today today's a recipe day just as a kind of as a, a little added note so everyone's wondering is he going to talk about a recipe i mean a restaurant today probably not probably not uh, it will be a recipe day um you know, the umbuji foodie uh at times needs to <laughs> concentrate on uh cooking at home and making things at home too it can't always be about going out to a restaurant um and again really as i've always said that's what this show is about uh, is you know sharing the different types of foods uh, that we either make um, or well, restaurants that we go to whatnot um, yeah just so you know uh, here is a, this one there's another recipe that I want to share uh, this one is an empanada recipe which gosh reminds me of something that I really want to share with you all um, as you know, we already talked about uh, uh, farmers markets are going to be really uh, coming back up or booming back uh, at the end of April. So we're, I'm patiently waiting. and I know that others are you know, waiting for just the opportunity to get out and have their shopping bags or their carts or whatever and, and do some shopping. But there's going to be. Uh, the f food truck um the food truck uh not really bad love the food trucks it's just a food truck fest basically in uptown and i believe that is in june i'm gonna have to find that out that was a point that i was um making um and with reference to that uh because they're you know again this is also this month and next month are the months where food trucks are coming out i mean you will see them again out in force um and the mention of the empanadas the next recipe that i'm going to talk about uh there is a food truck by the name of del sur um that does wonderful empanadas um and i've talked about them in the past it was uh, specifically for battle of the food trucks um I'm hoping that that we're going to do another battle of the food trucks, maybe at Maplewood Mall. Once again, I think there's talk of it, um, but there are. Uh, yeah, there they do empanadas. So if you see them around, uh, make sure you jump on their truck and <laughs> grab an empanada. Or ask them to make an empanada for you. Anyway, here the empanadas. This one. Um, these are small. Um, but they make 
uh, you know, you could make them either big or small if you would, but they're with vegetable cheese fillings, but you could make them, you know, with other things as well. You could make it with meat or cheese, uh, you know, chicken, that's meat, meaning I'm saying beef or chicken or pork or, you know, anything that's could fit in a pastry, really. It's not going to fall out. <laughs> so it's this one is a little bit of a process because and you know, we're going to take our time and talk about this just a little bit. And it, I, yeah, I'm just going to give you the highlights, uh, maybe the ingredients and then post this for you to see the full recipes. This is a recipe that I've been holding on to because I wanted to share it and have not had an opportunity to. But uh, it's, you know, a special time. Uh, to you know make small items if you would and share uh, with friends um, so empanadas with the uh, vegetable cheese filling you can make 12 or 24 um, and if you want to find again more information you on this you can definitely check out the uh, um, bougie foodie Facebook page uh, or uh, the creator of this recipe uh, Kim Ode uh, she has a blog which is the walks uh, of life which is and I'll <laughs> I'll spell that because it's very uh, it's very unique and uh, catchy uh, the way that uh, you know the website is and it's T-H-E the walks W-O-K-S like uh, a walk that you do stir fry in of life so w-o-k-s-o-f-l-i-f-e dot com um so she has a recipe on there as well but um i'll you know so props to uh her for creating this um i just wanted to share it again this is from the star tribune uh, you know if you've missed it uh, definitely visit that uh, her blog she has a number of different recipes that are available but this one caught my attention and again i wanted to share it with you um it's a bit of a process like i said the dough itself and you could probably get some dough you're you know probably already pre-made but it, how much fun is that <laughs> you want to make the dough yourself and know that okay i could save some of this and put it in the refrigerator save it wrap it up whatnot anyway the dough itself is two and a quarter cups of flour one and one half teaspoons of salt one stick which is eight tablespoons of cold unsalted butter that's cut into one half inch cubes so I'll, I'll repeat that just in case so that's it's one stick of butter which is eight tablespoons but it's unsalted butter and it's cold and it's also cut into one into excuse me one half inch cubes so keep that in mind uh, one egg one third a cup of ice water you know plus uh, one tablespoon which that's very interesting because sometimes you know if you need to actually add a little bit more moisture to the dough um yeah that extra water or liquid is helpful uh, next is one tablespoon of white vinegar so with the dough you're gonna actually make a you know take a large bowl you're gonna whisk all of those ingredients together uh well the flour and the one half one and one half uh, teaspoons of salt 
Um, and then you're gonna add the butter. Um, you're gonna cut in uh, with a pastry cutter. Pastry cutter, um, you know, it's more of, it almost looks just like a handle with wires that kind of curve from one end of the handle to the other. Um, and that's all it really is. But if you don't have one of those, not trying to be all extra fancy, you can use your fingers um, and, you know, and just mix, get that mixture in there so that, uh, you know, until it starts to look like coarse crumbles uh, or just crumbs. Um, then in a small bowl, you're going to mix. This is separate from the actual big bowl. You're going to mix uh, one, the one egg, uh, the one third cup of ice water and vinegar. You're going to add that to the flour mixture and then you're going to stir with a fork until it, <laughs> they, I like the way they describe it, uh, a shaggy mess or a shaggy mass, not mess, mass. <laughs> uh, and then you're going to add the extra ice water if it's still, and that's what I was talking about. If it needed, if it still uh, had some flour that perhaps was unmixed and you just needed to add, uh, make sure to get that mixture going in, uh, in there as well. Um, always have that extra <laughs> um, you're gonna need that gently in a bowl you're not gonna beat that you're not gonna beat the dough or anything <laughs> you're just gonna need it a few times um, just so that you can bring the dough together and then uh, you're gonna wrap the dough in plastic wrap and then refrigerate it you know while you do the next step um, and the interesting thing about this um, or the best part, if you would, you can make the dough a, a day ahead of time. And then when you're ready to actually do your empanadas, then just concentrate on your actual filling. So now we're going to talk about the filling a little bit. Uh, so the filling. One tablespoon of butter. One tablespoon of olive oil. One sweet potato which is finely diced in. And again, keep in mind that we're talking about a vegetable cheese filling. So uh, you can substitute um, you know, a, a number of these uh, ingredients, um, like the sweet potato. You, if you want to use, definitely if you want to use potato, but if you want to add, use um, uh, your meat, some type of meat, you're going to want to have the meats uh, already cooked and chopped very small so that it would fit into the empanada along with the other ingredients. Um, but you know, I'll share that or talk about that uh, when I post it on uh, the Ambuji Foodie page. Um, so again, that one sweet potato or eight ounce sweet potato finely diced into one quarter inch cubes. So remember we did that with the butter, we did a half inch for cubing. Uh, for the sweet potato, we're gonna do a quarter inch. So those are the smaller cubes not as big as, you know, actually even smaller than half of your, the tip of your finger. <laughs> uh, next is a half cup of finely diced red bell pepper, uh, one and one half cup of sweet corn kernels, uh, whether it be fresh or frozen, make this kind of easy. Uh, two green onions chopped, two to three tablespoons of uh, jalapeno peppers that are finely chopped, and what's our favorite phrase of the day or of the hour, I should say, salt and pepper to taste. Uh, the next is, and again, these are all just ingredients that we're you know, kind of putting together and making sure that you know what's 
gonna go in the filling um seven ounces of mild feta cheese and you again this is to this is just recipes are just a foundation they're, they're simply a foundation for you to start off with you are, are not required to stick to i mean basically yes you should stick to them unless you're trying to do a different type of meat or some type of ingredients um and maybe i just said that wrong recipes are a foundation they definitely are a foundation if you would like to do something or make it more of your own the general ingredients uh, and directions you're going to follow those but you can substitute you know something i would just make sure that you're checking uh you know if it's liquid uh or if it needs to be you know if this is in the case of here we're doing vegetables and you want to add meat you want to make sure that that meat is cooked either a certain type of way or it's small enough whatever the case is again keep in mind recipes are our foundations and definitely uh, you have that you could follow it fully and get the exact same uh, output or, or outcome if you would and enjoy a fabulous meal if you want to change it up a little bit you could still get that fabulous meal, but hey, you've made it yours by adding your own uh, an additional ingredient or maybe swapped out an ingredient that you feel, hey, I want to I want more of a savory dish tonight rather than just something that is uh, more vegetable. So next uh, that you're going to be adding is four ounces of cream cheese. So four ounces is, you know, the eight ounce is when you're going to the grocery store is that full block or even the smaller tub that's eight ounce if you half that or cut that in half or portion that in half if you would um, that's your four ounces um, next is two tablespoons of chopped cilantro or parsley um, one egg uh, separated and that's for sealing the dough and of course um, you know to use as a glaze and then a tablespoon of milk so you've already done your dough that was let's just say yesterday <laughs> you made your filling or you're, you've gotten all your ingredients for the filling and after you've gotten all of that together really it it it's almost like an assembly line because here you you're the filling it doesn't there's not a lot of uh, work that needs to actually go into it or preparation um, the filling you were just going to simply heat a tablespoon of butter and olive oil and skillet over medium heat um, you're going to then add the sweet potatoes and saute them until they get golden um, you're going to add the bell pepper and then the corn cook those all until they're tender normally about five minutes and then you're going to turn off the heat um, you're going to put in the green onions as well as the jalapeno peppers um, you could probably put in uh, if you want a little bit more spicy um, you could certainly add you know, chop really fine um, habanero or scotch bonnet <laughs> or maybe if you want it really really spicy yeah, yeah add in some Thai chili uh, but <laughs> then you're going to season all of that to taste the phrase of the hour um, you're then going to have it cool for a few minutes because when you're trying, there's no way that you're going to be able to get, you know, prepare your dough and put it out and then still have this hot, uh, the hot feeling 
being placed in the dough, the dough is already going to start to react to the heat um, from the filling and you don't want that. So you really want to cool off the ingredients first. Um, and it says that the mixture could be warm, but not piping hot. And then the last thing that you want to add to the mixture, um, as you can tell, we hadn't added any cheeses. Um, you're going to mix all of that, those ingredients that you've already cooked. You're going to mix in the feta cheese and the cream cheese um, and then add cilantro and then stir you know, in the vegetable um, mixture um, really well. And then finally season to taste. And then, you know, again, this is where the assembly line basically comes into play because, you know, you're you're going to preheat your oven. You're going to put it on parchment paper because you don't want your empanadas to be sticking to a pan. Make sure that you're using parchment um, or if the fabulousness of silicone. Uh, what are these? They're like flat. Uh Gosh, I forgot they're like inserts or something that you could actually use in your, on a cookie sheet. Um, yeah, lay that down. Make sure that you're preparing that. Um, and it says on two baking sheets. So, you know, you're going to be making quite a bit. He says you can make 12 large or 24 snack sized empanadas. Um, and, you know, again, just follow uh, the instructions of you know the preparation you know separate an egg um, into a small bowl and you're going to use that as we mentioned it's going to be for a sealing agent uh, if you would for the dough and it's going to also act as a as a glaze um, over the top because you want that gold nice golden um, aesthetic <laughs> but it has a, a wonderful flavor as well even though it's just they refer to it as an egg wash that you're you know um, uh, brushing over the empanada it causes the dough itself to have that golden brown color and a nice crisp uh, when you bite into it that's what you want from an empanada anyway um, you're gonna whisk the egg whites um, and the then whisk in the egg and whisk egg and milk with a fork until it's really smooth and again that's what you're going to be using to um, brush onto the egg right egg brush onto the empanada um you know for that golden crust um with if you're doing large empanadas uh, you want to cut the dough into 12 uh, equal pieces keep in mind you don't want to leave your dough out um you want to uh, cover them each time and then you know uh, you're going to lightly flour a surface roll out each piece about six inches um Think of it maybe like a, a pie pan. Well, pie pan might be a little bit too much, but I mean, because I think that's normally what eight inch or a nine inch pie pan. Um, so, I mean, you could use that kind of as almost as a guide. Um, there are, and I'm just going to say that there are presses at, you know, your local, you know, Mexican market. I refer to them as mercados. Um, you could go to a mercado and just ask. You could probably find it, but ask them for uh, a, either a corn press or a tortilla press. Um, I have one at home. We're going to have to probably talk about making um, panades. So take off the E 
M from off of what we're talking about right now, empanadas, uh, and Belizeans do panadas. So that's another that's another time, <laughs> but that's what I use my press for. So going into your local mercado and asking them for a corn press or a flour press, yeah, they'll be able to help you with that. Uh, and that is a, a six inch, you know, that's about six inches. They do have them larger, but that the standard one is about six inches. So that's perfect. Then you're just going to uh, use three tablespoons of filling in the center of the dough um, and either with your, you know, with a brush or maybe your finger, you want to paint the outside of the circle um, with egg white. And then you're just simply going to fold the dough over as though you were folding, you know, you have a, a circle. You're just simply going to fold it over the filling and just press down the ends of the uh, empanada. You could either use your finger. It's probably better if you use maybe a fork. That's probably the best way because you know that you're going to actually get that seal, but you're not going to press too hard either. Not going to press too hard if you're going to use a fork or if you're going to use your finger. Um, you just want to get it so that it kind of seals it. And, you know, from that, you're then just going to, you know, use the egg wash and brush it over. And then you're going to bake it for 30 minutes. That's, I mean, we, we talked about the process and, and everything. And it seems like it's a long process, but you know, it's a, it's a recipe that it can be used repetitively in so many different, um, with different ingredients here. Again, this is a vegetable cheese, but you can seriously, ch um, substitute out this for, I'll say carnitas, um, beef or chicken. <laughs> so don't be surprised if you know uh, you might find because there are so many different types of empanadas out there this is just one because it's more seasonal uh as the summer comes along um you could definitely be a, a bit more on the savory side even more so uh and you know, again, those are the large ones that we talked about. If you want to do the small ones, again, you're just going to have to cut them in. Rather than cutting them into 12 pieces, you're going to cut them into 24 pieces. Um, smaller uh, size on the circle, maybe about four inches is probably what you're going to need for a small. And just, again, follow the exact same um, instructions that we talked about. All of these are going, all of this information is going to be available on the Unbougie Foodie page um, under notes. Um, but, you know, again, also visit uh, thewalksoflife.com, the actual creator of the recipe, which, you know, I'm quite sure that there are others that do um, have recipes available for empanadas. This one just seems like it's it's very easy. Um, and and it, you never know. It could be something that you could do with your family uh, for an evening or over the weekend or whatnot. And it so gives you instructions. It gives you pictures that you could look at just to make sure that you're doing it correctly. Um, and, and it's great. <laughs> and you could freeze them. <laughs> you could freeze them. And then, you know, you just have to put them on some on a parchment um, just to make sure that they, you know, keep separate and they don't really stick together. Uh, you could keep them up for three months and then you could just bake it right um, from the freezer into the oven 
Uh, normally it would be about what 10 to 15 more minutes more than you know the baking time frame that we said which was 30 minutes so if you freeze them then you could just you know add an additional 10 minutes if you would um, if you if it went right from the freezer to the oven so those are the recipes I mean there are two but you know, I think they're they're hearty enough I mean one was a salad which you know we're trying to eat more healthier and get more greens and vegetables and fruits whatever in our life more intake uh, but then of course there is the other which is the empanada so I'm, I hope you everyone stuck around to hear about the recipe for the empanada so um, yeah uh, we you know we're nearing the end of the hour but you know I wanted to mention that you know the last couple of weeks um, we have here within Minnesota, we have had the opportunity to share, gosh, I suppose, if you want to say award-winning news, <laughs> you know, the James Beard uh, Award is announced to chefs or whether it be chefs or uh, restaurants that are serving uh, wonderful or high quality uh, foods. And we've had a number of different um uh, different um, chefs that have been either uh, semi-finalists so I want to give a shout out to uh, you know Jorge Guzman from Surly Brewing Company um, Stephen Brown uh, from Tilia um, there's uh, my, uh, Robert Gherkin Mike Brown and James Winberg from Travail Kitchen um, gosh Marvel Bar, you know they're uh, known specifically for their their cocktails, if you would, or mixology. Um, Diane Yang of Spoon and Stable. So, you know, true recognition goes out to these um, chefs. You know, as I talked about in the past, Minnesota, coming down to Minneapolis, and. Even within our directly within our neighborhood, um, St. Paul, East St. Paul, we're really getting the recognition um, needed within the state because uh, many think of all the different uh, events as well as the celebrity network type of food individuals that are coming here to find out about restaurants on either the east side um you know or minneapolis i i really honestly believe that the east side of um, east side st paul is going to be a place where people are going to want to come and travel to from and not even travel i make it seem like it's some distance away literally we're about 15 20 minutes from you know downtown minneapolis to the east side of st paul um the food over here on the east side of St. Paul, people, um, you have to really experience it and realize that, you know, just because we're outside of the main city that you hear about so much, we love Minneapolis. We love, you know, East St. Paul has some wonderful restaurants that uh, you need to be going to as well. Um, again, the upcoming weeks will and months, if you would, 
will be an exciting time because not only will it give me the opportunity to visit more uh, places because it's been cold over here. It's hard to get out <laughs> and uh, <laughs> do things uh, when it's cold, um, but also new restaurants that are coming up, uh, restaurants that are considering coming over into the east side of St. Paul. Again, be encouraged and know that, uh, you know, east side St. Paul, just the east side is getting the recognition might be a little slow whatever but you know that's what we're here for we are here to bring that to your attention and to share with you new places that you could visit you could take your family to uh, in your local area so as we end the show i want again thank you all so much for listening i i truly appreciate uh, you taking uh, the time to just kind of like relax a little bit. I know it's early in the morning. Maybe you're having coffee, just about to go get some type of brunch, but you're listening on the radio. Or if you're listening on, uh, you know, hearing the show, uh, streaming it live over the TuneIn app. Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate your support. And thank you so much for supporting WEQI as your community, community radio station. As always, as I end my show, I want to encourage you never to uh, let anyone and tell you what type of food you need to be because really it is all about the food until next time peace folks <laughs>